electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, live at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Pre-market is green, and what a week we've got headed our way. A Fed meeting, half of S&P market cap reporting, GDP, and a lot more. Our roadmap is going to begin with what downturn? The White House downplaying recession fears ahead of the Fed and that key economic data this week. Plus, earnings will take center stage five mega caps. Nearly a third of the S&P, 40% of Dow companies all set to report. And is China's property market about to go bust? Goldman cutting earnings for MSCI China to zero growth. We'll get to that. We'll start, though, with the market action. Stocks still on pace for their best month of the year, Jim, although everyone's talking about this Fed pivot and whether it's going to be dovish or hawkish this week. Look, I think that we are at the same thing that's been happening, which is that until we know it, whatever it is, uh, people get too nervous and there, there tends to be a sell into this kind of strength. Uh, and I don't blame them because what do you buy on this? I mean, Costin put out a great, from Goldman Sachs, put out a fabulous piece about the amount of exposure that people have to the dollar. And really very limited groups of stocks that you can buy without dollar risk. So you have dollar risk, you have the Fed maybe saying, you know what, we'll do three quarters and, and we don't know if we're gonna wait till September. That would just be devastating. But if you just kind of, and then we have this, like what I recall is uh, meet and, f- and fear. The, the companies that I expect to meet, let's say Meta, okay? I fear a major earnings cut forecast, and that means that no, those situations, with the exception of Micron, and Micron was really an outlier now, the stocks go down on it. Uh, you know, look, the journal said a lot of conventional wisdom. You know, what I really want to say is, is that I, I went over last week's earnings. You know, American Express reported a quarter is really worth talking about because the consumer is spending so much more than they did pre-COVID. It is tough to, to believe that the consumer can be part of this downgrade. Can really part of the recession. Yeah, you didn't get a chance to talk about it on Friday, although you also missed a chance to talk of some Snap, right? And what oh, well, that you saw the double downgrade this morning. What, what's interesting about Snap? The, what there were thirteen downgrades on Friday, another couple. Uh, what's interesting about Snap is how wrong everybody was. I also think that there's a, a desire to conflate Snap with Meta and with Alphabet. Alphabet has a lot of direct. Ads. They have a lot of ads that are related to the uh, closest Mexican restaurant near me. Uh, Snap, I think, is just we've discovered, and the analysts didn't. I still think the analysts are wrong. The kind, the audience is bad, and the ROI is the re- return on investment is horrible, and that's what these guys keep missing. It's almost as these analysts must never have don't run a business because if you knew and you ran a business, you wouldn't place any ads with Snap. They just don't have a good ROI. Yeah. Morgan Stanley today, double downgrade to underweight. Target of eight. 
Um, the business steroids. is less developed, more branded, and experimental dependent than we previously well, thought. What the hell? I mean, how did everybody not realize this? If they had any company, if they had any company and they talked to who advertises, you would, you would understand that the advertising really pulled back. And remember, I think the hidden, hidden decline is crypto ads. Because crypto is this, just this disease that hit Robinhood, hit Snap. I mean, remember, they got all this money, and then they went through it all. I, I think crypto is an undercurrent, uh, is an Achilles heel of a lot of companies. Right. Not just the comp- not just the, uh, the actual Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, yeah. but the advertising dollars they had, and they used them badly. And I think that a, a, what we're going to find out is, is that the real stupid advertisers were on Snap and they ran out of money. Um, well, that said, even Disney today, Jim, Wells goes to 130. They were at 153 uh, on either DTC bringing in some numbers on Disney Plus and well, the idea that ads go into some kind of recessionary. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was a reset piece. My Chapel Trust owns it. It did say that, you know, it's fallen off the stock wagon. It was a very negative piece within the context of a buy. Uh, but then I saw so I immediately been trying to figure out how much uh, Disney Plus benefits from having R movies. And whether that's just grasping for straws. Or the R rate of the Deadpool. The R rate, yep. yeah. Yep. You get Deadpool. I mean, maybe someone watches that 100 times uh, and therefore you know, takes the service. I, I, I continue to think that Disney is an incredibly undervalued company, uh, undervalued stock. I think that there's this idea that Chapek is uh, not up to snuff. I disagree with that. He's run theme parks well. But I feel like I'm an outlier. Well, one idea that Wells has, and they're pretty confident, is that ESPN Plus eventually goes to full a la carte after the price hike the other day. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that if you can take a bundle, it's great. Look, I think there's a lot of stuff. I'm going to talk about Apple, but oh, there's a lot of – there's 55 million people who play fantasy. And, boy, do you ever need ESPN Plus to bet fantasy. It is impossible to bet without Schefter. Adam Schefter is ESPN Plus. He should stop putting all the stuff on Twitter. (laughs) We don't need it on Twitter. But Shefty is one of the guys who you just basically, you can't draft without him. And and they really understand. Whoever's understood, maybe it's, uh, there's a couple people who really go to Seth Markman. I I don't know who's really crushing it at ESPN, but I would never put my lineup without ESPN. And 55 million people. Yeah. So what I'm hearing overall, whether it's ads, whether it's the Fed, is you don't have any real urgency to buy this week. No, I mean, we actually, here's what I'd say. Oils come back down, and I think that oil's in a 95 to 110 range. So I think you can buy those. Uh, I think that there's health care that is working. Health care that's domestic health care without dollar exposure is win. That is win. So health care I like and oil I like. So otherwise, no urgency just because... Uh, when you're up, the futures are up today. I mean, come on. Futures were down nicely in the early morning, and I was kind of happy about it. Then they were flat. Then they start creeping up. And now you got all these jokers who come in. And you're, you're coming in on quicksand when you have this kind of up opening. The only stuff that just keeps getting hit, and it's just so ugly, is NVIDIA. And I think NVIDIA is I, – I, obviously, like NVIDIA, I wouldn't name my late dog NVIDIA. But I do think that there is a – uh, they don't report for a while, but it is somehow linked so much with Ethereum that you would think with Ethereum up that it might trade up. But mm. people just regard this thing as they don't regard that it, it has a great industrial component. And all people care about is it's got a, 
it's got a crypto component. Sure. I think that's a major mistake of NVIDIA. We need got to weed every one of these people who are playing NVIDIA as a way, a safe way to play Ethereum. They got to go. And we haven't we haven't uh, expelled them yet. Yeah. Well, Barclays today, uh, the semi-rally is a head fake. Correction just (laughs) beginning. We see a large cut to earnings over the next 12 to 18 months, Jim, not just in semis and semi-cap. But memory numbers coming down 50, they well, say? Memory, memory is very weak. But there they, they downgrade LAM research, okay? Now, if you think the CHIPS Act passes, that is an annuity for LAM research. Remember, you build a building. That doesn't cost that much. You use new core steel. Uh, and then you stock it with LAM research machines. You can't make DRAMs without LAM. You KLA 10 core, uh, ASM 11. And this guy downgrades them. Does he know that the chip act is going to fail? Maybe he knows chips act is going to fail. You think it's going to fail? We're going to get procedural vote and a maybe final I think one it's tomorrow. a major mistake. Of it. I mean, I, I, I don't know how close President Biden is really following it. Well, I saw this quote from Todd Young, a senator, saying we are awfully close to landing the plane. So there's some plane. thinking that we might get passage tomorrow. Oh, good. The I, mean, I hope they have to foam the runway. <laughs> uh, look, I, I think the problem is that the Republicans would hate to give the Democrats a win. It is bipartisan. It's uh, so unbelievable for Ohio. Uh, you, you, if this fails, it would be a major blow yeah. for Biden. Yeah, Ramondo making the rounds over the Secretary weekend. Secretary well. a, I mean, she's more on. She's on TV constantly, and, and I think that's good. I mean, you go to Pat Gelsinger, Gelsinger's basically saying, look, if you want us to spend, government has to spend. And the other other tech uh, semis not as vocal about that, but they agree. Uh, DeWine not doing what he should be doing, uh, governor of Ohio, not pushing it enough. Uh, So, look, it's got to pass or else this gentleman from Barclays is going to be very right. Jim, we were just talking about the ESPN Plus. Got some breaking news from the NFL this morning. Launching its own streaming service today, NFL Plus, allowing fans to watch live and local primetime games on mobile and tablet devices beginning at $4.99 a month. Goodell calls it an important day in the history of the league. First game available will be the Hall of Fame game, Jaguars, Raiders, Jim, trying to get fans to subscribe well, with all these features built around There media. are a lot of things like in-market games. It's not, a, it's not the holy grail. Uh, there are a lot of games that are missing. Uh, it will not help you with fantasy. Remember, fantasy is the driver. Disney really knows that. Uh, and this one is its just not, uh, it seems very limited in scope. So I would not go crazy about the NFL+. Plus. Uh, Times does say, though, that Apple is being considered a final contender for Sunday ticket. Go crazy for that. <laughs> Absolute crazy. That would be amazing. Apple Plus. I mean, of course, like I'm in this like rural world, like sending it to Apple. Please get it. Yeah. Because this would be fabulous. Oh, you know, Apple baseball. Let me have some baseball last for the Phillies run. Well, it's not their shit. When you get this thing, it's very, very big. Yeah. Because that, that's the only way you can watch the fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter, garbage time, is the answer to fantasy. Of course. And, and you know, we do fantasy for mad money, uh, of which, like, the winner has to, you know, it's winner take all, loser take none. Uh, but I think that it, we're not unusual in having office pool fantasy. And you, need, you will need to take this Apple Plus. That's and interesting. That, that's I mean, or talk about talk about millions and millions of people. So, I mean, I want Apple Plus. You know, I want Apple to break out. What's the lifetime value? And I intend to push hard this week 
And I think that the CEO Tim Cook is probably really sick of my pushing hard. But I think he's going to have to break down if, he get Apple, if yeah. Apple gets it. Well, the Times says uh, Cook has made it a priority. Uh, yes. Meeting with uh, yes. owners Jerry Jones, it, Bob Kraft. Eddie Q knows how important this is. Uh, Bob is, you know, Bob did the NFL. He did the NFL deal uh, uh, when they, they, he did the Sunday night deal. With, uh, with Comcast. That's going back a ways. Yes, yeah. but that was Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft is integral. This is really vital. Well, as for the app itself, uh, Goodell uh, did talk to our Julia Borston, I think, from Sun Valley. Just broader comments about the ways in which the league is trying to grow. Take a listen. I clearly believe we'll be moving to a streaming service. Uh, I think that's best for the consumers at this stage. Um, but we have so much interest right now, and there's so much innovation around that and how we're going to be able to change the way people watch football. And I think um, we'll probably have some decision by the fall. So, Jim, for 40 bucks a year, you wouldn't subscribe? For that one, I don't even know if I need that. If I get the app, if Apple does, if Apple's all in, I'm fine. Really? Yeah, even I'm on, fine. Even on the road, some of the library programs. I get everything. I got the DirecTV app. I think that's just going to be make, become the Apple app. If that's the case, I don't need anything at all. That's it. That's the holy darn grail. Well, that says a lot, given uh, the ways in yeah. which they're trying to expand. Apple's got to do it. I'm now begging Apple. I'm like saying, You're please, telling I'm Apple. begging Apple right now. I'm like on the phone begging Apple. It has to happen. Um, yeah. Other other uh, news on Apple. Uh, some discussion of, of a, maybe a four-day discount on some China products. Did you see that? That was a little different. How about the um, China seals off iPhone maker story? Uh, 25% of, of China is still locked down, according to a bunch of East Asian sources. And here you have city governments asked its 100 biggest companies, BYD, uh, Huawei, ZTE, big companies, but of course, yes, Foxconn and you know, Apple. Apple reports and, oh, Apple Fitness, a new collection to improve your rowing speed. No, not what I'm looking for. Like, not what I'm looking for, rowing, rowing speed. Rowing That's okay. a niche business, particularly if you say you live in uh, Phoenix. Uh, we don't a- want that. It's just going to be one of the big names this week. We'll get Amazon, Microsoft, Google Meta, as uh, Jim said, yeah. even some big industrials, GM and Ford. Yeah, look, I continue to believe that they can get the warranties down for Ford. Uh, they'll talk about how their battery has a longer life than GM. There were some good videos this weekend about that. Jim Farley's coming in hot. He really wants to be able to say commodities down, uh, sticking with the 600,000 EV for next year. That's the run rate at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But really making a case that the warranties might be not as horrible and that they're sold out for E. And that takes the stock to 15. Travel Trust owns it. I'm betting on Farley. I am putting the money on Farley and putting the money on Apple. We're going to get to that along with some of the news just on, saying Apple. on Elon Musk and Tesla over the weekend. Uh, we got some calls on oh, Activision, on. Mm, uh, Amazon, okay. uh, Coin, and some others. Futures continue to look pretty good, at least to the right side of the uh, flat line. More Squawk on the Street in a minute. <laughs> Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big-picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. This is not an economy that's in recession, but we're in a period of transition in which growth is slowing, and that's necessary and appropriate, and um, we need to be growing at a steady and sustainable pace. So there is a slowdown, and businesses can see that, and that's appropriate given that people now have jobs and we have a strong labor market. But you don't see any of the signs now. A, a, a recession is a broad-based contraction that affects many sectors of the economy. We just don't have that. That's the Treasury Secretary on Meet the Press over the weekend talking about the possibility of recession, Jim. Others would say jobless claims at an eight-month high uh, yeah. might argue otherwise. I think that the, this is going to be an inventory glut recession. I think there's a lot of companies that double orders. Uh, there's just just way too much inventory throughout the system, and that, that numbers will be cut. The consumer actually will benefit. I, I, I always wish that these people, like Jan Young would say, and did you read American Express's conference call? Because Steve Squarey is pointing out that there's more money for the consumer than ever. And by the way, yes, the jobless claims are up, but they may be more regional than we think. Uh, I think that there's so many parts of the country that are still very strong, not this part. And this part's weakening. Uh, this part's rolling over in terms of real estate, too. Your comment about inventory reminds me of Weber uh, this morning, Weber Grill. It's going to open down almost 19 percent. CEO's out. Uh, they're going to they're going to they may cut the workforce, suspending the dividend. This is a kitchen sinker, right? I have to tell you that they have I interviewed them when they came public, they and Traeger. Uh, and I am just I mean, there. It's the CEO. They can the CEO. I mean, the guy I interviewed, I mean, he'd been there. He was like fantastic CEO, but uh, the grill business is in, it's in permanent decline. I mean, you could put together a basket of, of grill businesses, and I wish you good luck. Meanwhile, Kingsford seems to be doing okay for Clorox. Clorox had positive note with Deutsche Bank, but I just cannot believe how this business fell apart with a summer that I really thought was going to be a grill summer. Yeah. But remember, grilling turned out to be to some degree something you did during covid yeah, that's right. Um, although, Jim, I think it was uh, B of A this morning said you look at some of the names, consumer names, that got defended midday. Boston Beer, uh, Bed Bath the other day. Uh, Boston Beer was horrendous. I mean, anyone who defended, basically, they are talking about how sparkling, salt, sparkling water, their um, alcohol business is bad. It's great. Look at that Molson 
The Molson quarter was fantastic. I think Coca-Cola is going to talk well about it because of Topo Chico. And I, by the way, the Jack and Diet Coke yes. to die for. Yeah, you did it with Quincy. Though. Yes, I did. The Jack and Zero, that's my wife's fave. Quincy remains. I'll tell you, Quincy's got cool factor. Yes, he does. He's got cool factor. He may be, I think, one of the few CEOs that you just want to knock back a couple with. <laughs> I mean, you really do. I want Raymond LaGuardia to knock back a No, so far PepsiCo's resisted that. You have to eat a lot of Doritos when you're with them. <laughs> we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell on this Monday. As we said, a very busy uh, five sessions as we wrap up actually the final trading week of July. We're back in a moment. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Time now for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. You're watching some airlines today. Yeah, well, Ryanair is very interesting because it uh, travels 115% of 2019 traffic. That confirms what American Express said. Now, I thought this was really important. Italy, Austria, Poland, Portugal, and Ireland, all huge in terms of, of traffic. But several times they said they need Boeing planes, and they, uh, they kind of uh, hinted that Boeing better be ready and give them to them, or else. Now, I don't know what or else is, because Airbus is sold through. But they were not uh, as complimentary about Boeing as you'd like to hear. And uh, Boeing machinists, uh, not really that agreement with the management. St. Louis may be a strike this week. But I did not like the comments, because they said, we love Boeing, but they better give them to us. And one of the things that that O'Leary said, which I, I absolutely love him, it would be inexplicable if Boeing didn't deliver the planes. Inexplicable. So I think, for instance, the snap quarter, inexplicable. It's my new word for the week. Inexplicable. (laughs) We're going to get to American cutting some flights as well, trying to give themselves a buffer. Uh, We'll talk more about some of the summer operational challenges in the airline business. We're going to get the opening bell in just over five minutes. Don't go anywhere. Goldman Sachs uh, slashing its earnings outlook for the MSCI China stock index to zero growth for the year, citing a worsening slump in China's property market. Jim, we have been paying a lot closer attention to the property bust over there and the banks. But what happens if they do that 
$44 billion fund to bail out the developers, and somehow they help Evergrande. You know, Evergrande has a $22 billion restructuring coming up this week. Uh, I think that call will, as much as I like him, that call will be wrong if uh, China really does start the $44 billion fund and China injects the stimulus. They don't want that. They don't need that right now. The, China's just too weak to, I think, to let this happen. I think they're going to do something bold. Uh, meantime, Morgan Stanley at least uh, names JD a catalyst. Did you see that idea? Uh, wow! Revenue growth guidance could be the next share price catalyst. They see it accelerating from June's level. We'll see. You know, my problem with that is, is that remember I say every time they join in, then someone realizes, wait a second, they are way too uh, exposed. They'll be like somebody calls in. They'll call in a CEO. I mean, I don't think that's a great thing to be called. You know, to get that call. That's like to, the knock on the door. To the know? principal's office? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think you can do the JD, but you got to sell it. That's just, that's all trading. Every call in China has to be a trade because we do not know what's going to happen with that regime. Uh, and as long as they continue to try to fight a version of this, of COVID, that still spreads like wildfire, I think it's a mistake because it just takes, remember that it just takes one person to take down it. Yep. A major factor. Although uh, some notes today uh, going over the Nike uh, filings where inventories, Jim, China inventories have come in about 16 percent. North America, a little bit less. I know. But but then I tried to worry about the Apple discount. I, I have to. I know I was with a major apparel company. The numbers are pretty good. The numbers are pretty good, China. I don't know how that's possible, frankly, but it's true. Uh, definitely one of the cross-currents, even as we're paying a lot of attention to Europe and Ukraine and uh, the energy security situation there. Let's get to the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange. On the big board, it's G10 Favelas, a humanitarian organization operating in Brazil. At the NASDAQ, it is Sarkos Technology and Robotics doing the honors. Well, I mean, iron ore futures just popped 7%. Well, I'm betting on a China economic rebound. I really don't want to go against the government right here. I just don't want to go against the Chinese government in terms of what they can do with these developers. It's too easy for them to write a check and put this problem behind them. I know it is. A lot of people think, consider it the biggest black hole in the investing universe. But they're confusing uh, democracy with the Chinese government. They can print what they have to print. They can do what they have to do. So I just think that the more you fret over over actual defaults as opposed to buying stocks, the more I think you're going to be on the wrong side of the trade. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, you know, speaking of some of these calls from macro desks, one thing being written about today is the split between, say, Morgan Stanley, who says, uh, don't expect some kind of dovish turn right. in the Fed, whereas J.P. Morgan argues market's going to get in front of that whenever it does happen. Well, look, I, I, you know, I read both of those, and I come back and I just say, this is a unique opportunity for the Fed because there is no August meeting. So they have the ability to be able to say one and wait. Now, I'm not going to actually talk to Jay. You know, my wife said this week, she says, you know, you say like, well, I talked to this guy. She says, will you stop it? And then immediately like, I was talking to, an, uh, talking to a CEO about the idea of a commercial, you know, trying to, you know, we do our work. Yes. And I said, look, I, you know, how's it going? And you do your job. And my, my job says that, um, that Jay Powell is going to do what's good for the stock market. Even though that's not why he's going to do it, it's going to end up being good. As opposed to Joe Biden, who I think really sets out 
to not be good for the stock market and then sends people out who say he is good for the stock market. And that's like inconceivable. Like, how can they just sit there or stand there and say, well, he's really good? I mean, he's really good. Why? How? How is he good? But you're like, yeah, what is he like? A buyer of the of the Dow of the when you, say, when you say Powell will be market friendly, market friendly. Are term- you arguing he will he will not wait until inflation is dead and buried? I think he'll stay the course, but he'll say, look, we want we see some signs of markets peaking. It's hard to imagine not. The housing market seems to be peaking. There's a big glut in retail. He's won there. Yep. Uh, there's no doubt. When I look at what's going on in, uh, internationally. If you have a business that does a lot of business in, in, in Europe, your business is down. Yeah. You're not hiring. Uh, well, yes. Bill, your Bill McDermott interview was a seminal interview for this quarter. Yeah, I mean, I know he reports. I think he has some, you know, I don't know if we'll walk it back. But, look, there are jobs that are wanted in the service industry, particularly in the restaurant industry. But for the most part, I think he's winning. Now, does he really want to make it so that the consumer does not travel? Like, just basically just make it so that rates are so high that you're worried about your credit card. The next thing to fall, there's an um, ally financial piece today, which just says, you know what? Financing for cars are going to be too expensive. And that's it. If he does cars, so he's got housing and he's got cars, he's got international with a strong dollar, yeah. what, he, 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 it's going his way. We do not have food down yet. And the more I ask about food, the more I sense that um, there's a little too much uh, coziness among companies that produce food. Because the companies that consume food are not able to get any price breaks whatsoever. So I, I think he has a unique chance to say, we're going three quarters, and then we're going to wait. You but, think when he sees the 10-year at 2.8, you think that he's happy with that? Or is he is the I market? He can, he can control that. He can dump bonds and make the 10-year go wherever he wants. He has a lot of 10-year paper. Why yeah. does he go do that? Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that there is a reason for him to say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to do. I mean, this is what scares people. We're going to do three quarters, and if we have to have an emergency meeting, we will. Mm. And that's the one, if he says that, then the market goes down big. Kind of like when uh, your teacher says, I'm going to step out into the hall, but I could come back at any moment. Yeah, that's the bad one, because that, that eliminates spitballs and slam books. <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> right. Remember um, slam book? Probably, that probably dates me to like the days from Shirley Temple at her own movies. I, I, look, I've got to tell you that, that it's in his hands to be able to say, we are vigilant, and we're going to stay vigilant, which I like. I want to stay vigilant, three quarters, come back in September, boom. And then it's off to the races, provided that we have some done of earnings disappointments. Remember, that's one of the reasons I like Alphabet. I, Ruth Porat can deliver. CFO Ruth Porat, the market's in her hands, capable hands. She can say that, listen, the kind of advertising that there's weakness is not our kind of advertising because we're not tracked by Apple. We're first-party advertising. See, it's first-party versus third-party. Yep. And Snap just, well, look, Snap's not a great company. And there were people, by the way, uh, in the, my Twitter call. I, I took a break from Twitter this weekend because they were saying that I loved Snap because they found some tape 17 years ago before it was public. Where, like, I mean, like, if you Google Snap, it says Kramer hates Snap. But my wife demanded that I stay away. She said, you know, you're, if you're going to get hit for what you did with Snap, no, because you hated Snap. You hated it to the point that they were mad at you. I do remember that, actually. They were mad yes, at me. Yes. They, so they said it was personal. I do remember. I said it was business. Um... Well, so, but to your broader point, do you think that this quarter, as we look at some of the There's uh, people who are fooled. Are, are, is the guidance, the Microsoft guidance, the Google guidance, the meta guidance, 
going to reflect some of the hunker down memos we got about freezing hiring or well, but, you know, being cautious I in the back, back I've spoken to every one of the companies that's freezing hiring. And here's what they say to me. Should we be aggressive in hiring? Wouldn't you hate that? Going into recession, should we just like be bulking up? What you would say is what a bunch of idiots. Instead, what you should be saying is prudent, judicious. I mean, honestly, the people have been saying, Jim, the media is making it sound like that we're stooges. Where all we're doing is saying, you know what, we can't hire right into a recession. Let's wait and see. And some of them are saying, look, we're seeing a lot of this is my rap. Lot the the slowdown in hiring is coming from the engineer class. Yeah. Uh, not the Union Pacific engineer class, but the actual engineer class. And I just think that we have to take that seriously because there are there's a glut of people who decided, you know what, I am going to get a job at Google. Do you know that there are people at, at Meta where there's just they're not filling any and you, they're go, the people are going, they're job hopping, uh, and they're not being replaced at all. And, and that's because they're not needed. I mean, these guys recognize that there's an advertising downturn. They read every single piece, and, and including the smartest analysts, and the advertising downgrade is, the advertising slowdown is real. So why, if you're in the advertising portion of, of, the, of, of Insta, should they be hiring? I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is basically being asked to hire into a market where he, if he waits three more months, he can get more competent people. And I think that that's smart. Yeah, so acting responsibly. Yes. I wonder, does that extend to CapEx? I noticed Tesla, for example, is upping their CapEx view in the next couple of years. Because they're smart. From prior. Well, they, they know that they still don't have to advertise. Ford and that they do not need to advertise. I, I, I for this, for e-vehicles, I, I don't know why Ford advertised for anything, because they are sold through. Try to get one of anything. Right. I mean, jeez. But uh, Jim Farley has to state that. He has to come out and state, I, we need to produce a lot more cars because we have that much demand. We have Tesla-like demand. He needs to say, hey, look, he's a competitive racer. If he mentions the word Tesla, it, in just and not in a, in a salacious way, so to speak, because that really isn't his style, um, that moves Ford to 14. Maybe 50. He's got to do it, though. He's got to do Invoke it. Invoke the Tesla name. That and flatbed Ford, right? With GM stopping to take a look at him. Meaning we're coming for you, yes. Elon Musk. Yes, coming for you, Elon Musk. Uh, and the Eagles. And not not the Philadelphia. Right, right. Well, Musk did make, uh, or at least the journal made some news over the weekend regarding uh, what the journal says, according to people familiar, uh, was an affair. Um, and I have something to say about that. You do? Yes. It's called... No comment. <laughs> yes. Well, Musk actually... It's a breakthrough way to deal with this. No well, comment. Musk did respond um, with his own denial. Uh, this is total yeah. BS. Sergey and I are friends, and we're at a party together last night. I've only seen Nicole twice in three years, both times with many other people around. Nothing romantic. I mean, we don't want to get too much no. of this, other than to say there's a, it's a host of distractions. Right. And NVIDIA's down five. I'm more focused on NVIDIA being down. Uh, just because I'm a scholar and gentleman, I've become more Gandhi-like, if not Jeffersonian. I'm going to take a pass. Yeah, that's very good. Um, WWE, uh, Vince McMahon uh, exiting, retiring. Loop today upgrades Jim, saying it's more likely it gets sold. You know, they have subscription businesses, and everybody likes subscription businesses. When you talk to Take-Two, the numbers for that WWE are amazing. So, In yes. an era where, where sports rights are going to Yes, yeah. I think that that's going to have a buyer. Look, UFC, I mean, whenever you talk to, to uh, Ari Emanuel and you try to get information on Musk, it doesn't happen, uh, you do get a sense that 
anything fighting wins. Like, people just want to watch people beat the heck beat, out of each, each other. other up. Yeah. That's nothing new. No, the there's Romans nothing were into it, too. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, the wrong, right. Bread and circus. That's a bread and circus. Oh, we should do that. I'm writing that down. Bread and circus stocks for mad money. <laughs> Are you bread entertained? And circus. Don't you like this endeavor, bread and circus? There, Ari, I get it. You don't have to call me today, all right? Stop it. There. Well, done. speaking of um, speaking of getting sold, Moffitt today ups Activision to outperform. I think it happens. Uh, they say the 20% discount makes no sense if this thing but actually eventually I, should go through. Now, do they have uh, a direct line to the... Justice Department's antitrust division, because I don't think they do, but I do think that something can be worked out there. Yeah. We're going to talk to Michael Nathanson in the 10 a.m. Oh, this morning. Okay. On a week where Microsoft will report, right? Right. Microsoft kind of pre-announced that dollar stuff. I wish everybody had done that, right? They haven't done it. Uh, I do think that if you haven't done it, there's always a good chance to do it today ahead. Yes. But now I think people are going to wait. And I don't, you know, look, the dollar weakness, which is well telegraphed, they have un- costed. Do we have costed today? He has unbelievable precision about how much the dollar's costing companies. I, I never just say, listen, someone's got to get this research. It's really great. But I, I feel like if you don't read his research about companies that have a lot of exposure, like, you know, one of them, uh, Otis has a remarkable amount of exposure to the point where I have to tell you, I think that's an up and down business. What do you mean? This elevator. Oh, company. the elevator. Yes, yes. The doors are shut. I, I, I quote that one. Jeff, that was Jeff Marks. I said I got to use it. So full credit to Jeff Marks, and I don't have a rim shot. You know, bu- bu- bu. <laughs> but they, they, look, there aren't a lot of companies in that list that have big exposure. Otis is, is China. I do think that Europe. If you have Europe, it really remember that is what Bill McDermott was speaking about with ServiceNow. But I, that's why I mentioned Ryanair because obviously the consumer is not shut down. Uh, Phillips had a weak number. Uh, Phillips, nine-year low. Yeah, nine-year low. On this guide cut, yes. Yeah. You know, Siemens, Phillips, and GE all compete in a lot of different areas. Uh, I I felt that that didn't bode well for GE, that Phillips number. I mean, GE's got wind, and it's got health care, and the MRI, and the back orders, bad. uh, But Arrow... Well, Boeing, again, a lot of things come back to Boeing. I was going to say, it's leading the Dow lower today. I don't know if you think it's about the machinists in St. Louis. Yeah, I think that and and Ryanair saying it would be inexplicable if they can't deliver the planes, which to me meant they're not going to deliver the planes. Or at least if they deliver, they'll go to Ryanair and not somebody else, which is what I think that... O'Leary plays hardball. Yeah. He's also incredibly funny. Yes. Right? I mean, I wish he could. I mean, the times I've had him on, like, you know, my, you know, like Heather Gaines, one of my bookers will say, hell, we can't have O'Leary. And it's like, oh, yeah, we got to get him on. But we got to, like, have an eight-second delay for the words that he says. Uh, yeah, yeah, interesting guy. Um, definitely. Funny guy. Yeah. Part of the uh, Ledger sort of diaspora, right? Yes. That sort of reinvented the way in which a CEO is allowed you know, to behave. John still comes back. I want to thank John on air for the kind words when he said about mad money being down the New York oh, Stock great. Exchange. And John Ledger's missed because he was the least lawyered up CEO in history. I remember once that I asked him, I said, how can you speak so freely? And his answer was, how can they, all the other guys lie? <laughs> Good answer. Um, 
Some of the other FANG names, Jim, Amazon, Oppie today goes uh, from 175 down to 160. Why? On the notion that, may, they reiterate the outperform, but on the notion that consumer spending slows. Yeah, but we already have, we've already said over and over again that the retail part of their business is not strong yeah. and they scaled it back. But no one talks about how Amazon Web Services actually accelerated here. And I, I had Slipsky on, who's the CEO of Web Services. I have never felt more confident about Web Services. And, I, and I'm betting that people understand that retail's weaker. But they did overhire. They made a major mistake. But I, uh, don't you think they owned up to the major mistake of overhire? Or do you think there's still people out there who say, well, holy cow, they overhired? quite obvious. And then one medical, of course, last week, Jim, your point about health care. I, I thought that subscription business seemed interesting. They've been doing some stuff locally. I have Prologis on tonight. At one point, Amazon was 5% of the business. Now, like, there's, it's like none. I mean, Amazon is the largest, the largest uh, in, like, logistics company. They're the ones when you go by on the road and where there's nothing else, they have their warehouses. Right. That, they put their warehouses where nobody lives. And I like them. Yeah. I, I think they're a very good companies. It's been one of the standout companies since the, since the 2008 low. Uh, finally, Shopify, speaking of this uh, e-commerce, Piper today reiterates an uh, overweight. Uh, investments likely to strengthen some share gains? Well, that would be interesting. Um, I think that Shopify's in a unique position uh, because I do think small and medium-sized business still doing very well. And that was the, remember the, uh, the Shop Small American Express initiative still paying dividends for, for, for Squirry. Uh, so I think Shopify has a chance to be able to say some positive things in an otherwise incredibly negative environment. Yeah. Uh, not a great day for uh, some of the software names, at least relatively speaking. Got some strength and some energy this morning, but the Dow is back into the green, up 80. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Yeah, kind of a flattish open, Carl. Three to two advancing to declining stocks, uh, oil up, dollars down a little bit. Take a look at the sectors. They're going for commodities again. This may have a little bit to do with the China news earlier this morning, but metals and mining really are leading the S&P. Uh, energy up with uh, oil uh, up as well. Consumer staples flat. And tech is kind of on the flat side. You see the names here. These are the leaders in the S&P. Uh, these are all materials. Freeport, McMoran, CF Industries, uh, and Mosaic all up about 2%. Uh, if you're trying to figure out what the consumer's doing by looking at travel stocks, forget about it. It's head spinning. It's a comp these are head and shoulders, literally. These stocks were down uh, two weeks ago. They went way up, and now they're back down again. The complete round trip, head and shoulders on all of these names, the airlines uh, as well uh, as the cruise lines. Uh, as for the earnings season, we're 20% of the way through. We've got 100 companies or so reporting. I'd say it's fair, not great. Um, not as many companies are beating, and they're not beating by as much as they used to. Remember, like, last year, we were beating by 7, 8, 9, 10 percentage points? We're not doing that anymore. We're beating by, like, 3 or 4 percentage points. This is actually closer to the historic average of about 10 years ago. We've had some outsized gains recently, but that's the point about it. We're okay, but not amazing. Uh, I think in terms of what's happened this week, we all know it's about earnings. It's going to be about Microsoft and Apple, uh, the key. And the Fed is, you tell me, uh, I, I get different opinions depending on who I call. Which version of Jay Powell is going to show up? Is it going to be the fire-breathing inflation slayer? Is it going to be someone who's going to talk a little softer? Uh, we don't know. Here's the bull's conundrum. They've been, they desperately need Powell to undercut the case for a major recession. But he can't do that. That's why everybody wants him to say it, but he can't. He doesn't have the data. We don't know the size of the slowdown, so he can't do that. So all they can hope for is, okay, it's going to be a, a minor recession. That was a big word last week, minor recession. But we don't really know. Now the bulls are saying, okay, maybe we'll know by Jackson Hole. That's August 25th. Maybe we'll have some clarity then. We'll have better data by then. Powell can make some kind of subtle comments here. So now they're hanging their hat on Jackson Hole. It's a lot of hopium, as you can see here. But that's the problem with buying these growth stocks prematurely. So the run we had in the last two weeks, and 
kind of fell down on Friday with these tech stocks here. So mega cap tech is going to be the key here. Apple and Microsoft obviously going to be the key. And a lot of people are trying to say, all right, we know things are going to be slow. We know things are going to be a little problem with China. Uh, Dan Ives on, uh, on Apple last week was the most widely quoted thing I saw. He's trying to play it on both sides. We believe iPhone demand is holding up slightly better than expected. That said, the street is well aware of weakness this quarter, we believe ultimately is looking past June numbers to September and December. So there it is, that old game. Don't look here, look over here. Don't look what we see in front of us. Look for the bright, shining future uh, in the third and fourth quarters. We'll see. Now, Jim brought up a very good point about Phillips because the bears immediately messaged me and said, aha, Bob, here's a big multinational company, sells a lot in China. Healthcare, lighting, not the same as Apple, but, you know, somewhat similar global distribution. Uh, they didn't have a good number. They not only came out and missed, but they lowered their full year guidance, even though they insisted. They put this right at the top. We have very good demand for our products. This is healthcare uh, and, and lighting. But they were very dramatically impacted by the COVID lockdown. And, of course, the issues with the supply chains erupt, uh, disruptions uh, in their plants over there. So immediately, Carl, the, the bears were messaging saying, Bob, this is part of the problem. You see here, this is what's going to happen with a lot of these companies. It may happen a little bit with Apple as well. So it, it's, a, it's a, a real tough call right now what's going to happen with Apple. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob. We'll see you in a bit. Bob Pisani. A quick reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club. Or you can always use the QR code on your screen. As we go to break, take a look at bonds. Obviously, huge week with uh, not just the Fed meeting, but uh, GDP on Thursday. We'll get durables at some point in there, claims, income and spending. Got about a 20-point, maybe 18-point inversion between two's tens with the 10-year at 282. We'll be right back. S&P hanging on to 39.67, but some of the laggards include Newmont, uh, pretty bad miss, slightly lower sales, higher fuel and labor costs. 47 and change is going to take you back to a fresh two-year low on uh, NEM. We're going to get stopped trading with Jim in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Yeah, I mean, when I say that I like healthcare uh, as one of the companies, well, with oil, I'm one of the sectors. I have to come up with a stock name. And this HCA reported a beautiful number on Friday. Uh, it's really on a major comeback trail. Uh, a lot of the analysts are getting behind it. They all will get behind in the end. Credit Suisse Bank of America. This is the one to buy if you're trying to say, well, what's Kramer talking about? He's talking about HCA. Is, is that a recessionary playbook? or no? Exactly. It is. And there seemed to be out of the woods COVID. Uh, so they've got a lot of room to run. Uh, I, I have been I was a fan and then you get into COVID territory. It was hard to figure out what to happen. But now they're out of the woods. And I think it, it retakes that high. I really think it goes back there. All right. uh, how about tonight? You said Prologis. I've got Prologis, which is a warehouse. I've got uh, the president of the New York Stock Exchange, Lynn Martin. I think it'll be very much very exciting. And then I've got maybe the most outspoken CEO now that John Ledger's retired. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Gonzalez from Cleveland. Uh, maybe he'll attack some mails. I loved it when he went after the Goldman Ailes. Just basically just you know, was down there giving them the business. Let's see if we can antagonize, find out who he's, get him to, yeah, get him to antagonize, right? <laughs> Look, that guy is one of those guys, it's, his company sells at two times earnings. 
two times earnings. Obviously, people feel that maybe the earnings won't be there next year. Now, I just said that, so now I'm going to be under that. <laughs> right. That sounds like a spicy one, Jim. We'll yeah. see it tonight. Thank you. Uh, Mad Money, of course, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Meanwhile, we continue to tread a little water here as we're entering uh, a dicey period for a couple of days, waiting for that Fed announcement on Wednesday. But Dow's up 109. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.